And Elias the prophet stood up as a fire, and his word burnt like a torch. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As I said this morning in chapter, dear Dom Elijah, on this feast of the Holy Prophet Elias, we are offering Holy Mass for you. And the texts of today's Mass are really from beginning to end. A whole program, an itinerary of the monastic life. Elias is the prophet of fire, zealous with a blazing zeal for the Lord God of hosts. Elias, the message bearer of the one true God, remained faithful even in a terrible solitude, surrounded by threats of death. I alone, said he, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Your monastic vocation, dear son, is and will continue to be a prophetic one. In these weeks leading up to your solemn profession and monastic consecration, let yourself be set ablaze again with a consuming zeal. Wait upon the Lord, even when Loneliness seems to wrap you round like a cold, damp shroud. And when the deadly darts of temptation come at you from every side. With Saint Elias, you too shall sing, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast upheld me and hast not made my enemies to rejoice over me. The collect of St. Elias describes his miraculous heavenly transport. A chariot of fire carrying him aloft into the presence of the one whose passage he experienced on Horeb, not in the great and strong wind of destruction, nor in the earthquake, nor in the fire, but in the murmur of a gentle breeze. The holy prophet would not have been able to hear the murmur of the breath of God had he not been utterly silent and still. And this, too, is your vocation, dear Don Elijah, and your vocation, dear Don Finian, and our vocation, dear sons, to love silence and to study to be still.
lest we miss the fleeting passage of God in the mysterious visitations of his grace. And Elias the prophet stood up as a fire, and his word burnt like a torch. The word of God is for us monks, no less than for the prophet Elias, incendiary and incandescent. No man should enter the monastery unless he is prepared to be set ablaze. This, the disciples on the road to Emmaus experienced, was not our heart burning within us whilst he spoke in this way and opened to us the scriptures. Dom Elijah, be always the man of the word of God. The word given you in choir and in Lexio Divina, the word held in the heart, the spark capable of setting your soul ablaze when all around you things appear dark and feel cold. The gradual describes the mysterious little cloud that tradition sees as an image of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Elias had to pray, oh, how he had to pray, while his servant returned seven times to see if his master's prayer was answered. To each of you, then, I say, persevere in prayer. Wait for the little cloud that is the promise of the advent of rain from heaven and the presence of Mary, the Immaculate Conception, the Mediatrix of all graces, the cause of our joy. Elias did great things in the power of the Holy Ghost. His human infirmities and passions and weaknesses, we know he had them. You remember that episode from the life of the prophet when he was sore discouraged. He threw himself down under the juniper tree and requested for his soul that he might die and said, It is enough for me, Lord. Take away my soul, for I'm no better than my father's. What happened then? Elias partook of the food and drink, delivered him by an angel, and his discouragement, his despondency, really, disappeared in an infusion of divine grace. In what 
we read as the portent, the figure of an infusion of sacramental Eucharistic grace. Do you fear your weakness, your inconstancy, your powerlessness? Have any of you ever been like Elias under the juniper tree? Hear what the Apostle says. There was given me a sting of my flesh, an angel of Satan to buffet me, to knock me about, for which thing thrice I besought the Lord that it might depart from me. Note again the perseverance in prayer. Seven times with the prophet, three times with the apostle. And he, meaning Jesus, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. And the apostle goes on, gladly therefore will I glory in my infirmities, the power of Christ may dwell in me. And about the Holy Gospel, oh, this splendid Gospel that we're given today, St. Luke's account, Luke's account, your confirmation name, St. Luke's account of the Transfiguration. About this I shall say only one thing, Tom Elijah, take to heart the very words of the Eternal Father that Elias heard on the Holy Mountain, and repeat them to yourself at every hour and in every season. This is my beloved Son. Hear him. I think I've told you before that some years ago, uh, Don Benedict and I were in Rome, and we went to the Museum of Sacred Artifacts adjacent to the Lateran Basilica. You may have been there. It was a wonderful museum of all sorts of ecclesiastical artifacts. And in that museum, we found ourselves looking at this extraordinary monstrance. And above the lunula for the host was a depiction of a cloud, the Gospel of the Transfiguration. And above the cloud, the depiction of the Eternal Father with outstretched hands and the gaze of the Father was so wrought in this monstrance that it came to rest upon the host in the room. And that's not all. Above the depiction of the Father, finely wrought in precious metal, was a scroll on which we read the words, This is my beloved Son, hear him. I've never forgotten seeing that monstrance because it so relates to our vocation here. And when we 
keep watch before the Eucharistic face of Jesus, it seems to me that I can almost see above the sacred host the words of the Eternal Father. This is my beloved Son. Hear him. Obey the command of the Father, Dom Elijah, by listening always to the voice of the Son. In a few moments, we shall have a splendid offertory antiphon. Pay close attention to it. Elias was a man passable like unto us, and with prayer he prayed. I love that. That's, that's a wonderful turn of phrase. With prayer he prayed that it might not rain upon the earth. And it rained not for three years and six months, Mary. Three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth brought forth her fruit. The prayer of Elias was powerful over the heart of God. And the prayer of the monk, beset as he may be with all sorts of infirmities, and marked by a history of sin and weak and inconstant. Your prayer and mine is powerful, not because it rises from our hearts and comes to flower on our lips, our prayer is powerful because through the sacred liturgy, our prayer is subsumed into the prayer of Christ, our all-powerful mediator, our eternal high priest, the beloved Son, who prays in us and who even now is heard by the Father in the heavenly sanctuary. The epistle to the Hebrews says, for his reverence. Exauditus est pro sua reverencia. Oh, I could say much more. Dear son, drawing upon the magnificent mass of today's feast, but I shall leave it to you to hear and repeat in your heart and turn to prayer all of those things that I am not able to address here today. Not for nothing, as I said in chapter this morning, not for nothing did I name you, Elijah. Discover in your holy patron an intercessor, a model, a companion, a defender, a teacher, and a father in God. And may it be given you, nourished by the bread of angels, to walk in the strength of that food, indeed as you have been walking ever since I met you ten years ago, continue to walk in the strength of that food even unto the mountain of God. And concerning Elijah, we read, And he arose, and ate, and drank, and walked in the strength of 
that food. In the strength of that food, forty days and forty nights, unto the Mount of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.